Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hello and welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Regan, joined by John, and today we have NBA news. We are reaching the finals, and I want to talk about this first because I'm just so upset uh, <laughs> watching the Heat Celtics game. I. I it, the Heat is unfortunate. I, I don't understand how they even got here with how they played in the play-in tournament that last game. I thought they were going to get smoked. Now they're just rolling through to the playoffs and to the final. Uh, why why do the Celtics not even try? I mean, they, they look terrible. So I think there's multiple things going on with the Celtics. Um, I think because if you think back to who the Celtics have played in the last three series, right? This is the third of the Heat. They played the Hawks. And against the Hawks, that was pretty easy because there's not that one guy for the Hawks. The Hawks are kind of in the middle of uh, trying to figure out who their identity is and trying to figure out all their players. So that's not that hard. Then they go and play the 76ers, and they look just as bad as they do in this series. The only difference was James Harden versus Jimmy Butler. And James Harden, uh, historically, over the last two couple seasons, I guess like two seasons, has played at this level that's just super off and on where at the beginning of the season it's fine and then the next game it's just you know four points on on like 20 uh, like four of 20 shooting and just goes up and down and never really consistent and that's why the set or that's why the the Celtics were able to come back and end up beating them because they really didn't have that guy to come in and play at a high level consistently and get them a lot of points and initiate offense then you go and play the the, the heat and the Heat are just basically amplifying amplifying everything that the 76ers took advantage of or but wasn't able to fully maximize on. Uh, and they are because Jay Butler is basically starting all the offense. And then they're so worried about him knocking down threes and you know doing what he needs to do that they're then over you know overemphasizing on trying to stay on him. And then that leaves guys wide open all over the perimeter. And then they're just knocking down the shots that are necessary. And then the seven, and then the the Celtics just are knocking down anything. And a lot of people are just mad at Missoula. Uh, they think, you know, the head coach is to blame and they want him gone and they really do not like him at all. Um, there's big questions about, you know, it's overall coaching ability and, and all of that. But I think it's probably a mixture of both. I think, you know, he got an inexperienced head coach coming in and trying to, um, trying to lead this team in the right direction, get everything working and, and growing. He's the youngest coach in the NBA. I know, you know, head coaching experience. So there's all those factors as well. But, you know, he's he's taken initiative and said, like, he, he didn't prepare the team well enough. But at this is this is the worst possible time for the Celtics to be experiencing uh, this, sort of, this sort of issue because they are going into a season where uh, or in the offseason, going into offseason, where if they're not able to go to the finals and win, they've got questions about who they're able to, get to be, who they're going to be able to keep, who they're going to pay, who they're going to have to get rid of and drop and trade and all of that. Um, the biggest of two is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They're going to have to pay both of them if they want to keep them around. And um, over the next couple of seasons, you know, Jalen Brown, I think, is this season when they'll have to actually pay him. Uh, so they, they'll have to worry about that. And can they keep him? Should they keep him? Where does that all look? look like and if you look at this entire season neither of those guys have been shooting the ball well in this series and no neither neither team or neither jason or uh, jalen have been able to you know knock down a lot of threes and neither have been playing at the level that you would expect them to and then also for the head coach we know that both the bucks 
and the 76ers have both fired their head coaches, so it wouldn't be that unlikely that he also loses his job to somebody else. Um, when you have two guys out there, uh, and Doc Rivers and and Mike, and those guys have both had success in their organization. Uh, the the um, Celtics and Doc Rivers have had history together. Um, Doc Rivers was their head coach, and maybe you know maybe they'll bring him back. Um, that's that's all a possibility. But with how you know how much of these owners just want to just want a a, a playoff or a finals appearance and winning the finals, or you're not good at all, and how fast they could turn. Uh, that's going to be kind of a, a situation that Celtics are going to have to look at. But overall, in this series, like you said, I mean, it's been it's been bad. I mean, nothing really worked for them the entire time. No matter how like well they play defense on any of these Heat players, they just have the perfect offense for it. And then defensively for the Heat, when they're playing the Celtics defensively, they should have every answer possible to keep them in check. And it just sure looked like the anything. Celtics weren't playing with any heart. Like, their defense didn't look good. Their shots were really bad. Like, they kept settling for threes that it just – it wasn't going. I yeah. I don't even think it was even the coach's fault, really. Yeah, I don't know. I were they gonna try to find the scapegoat, you know, at the end of the season who who could be blamed for it. But honestly, this has just been. It, it. I mean, I don't even know if you could really point to like like who who you could point to as the the point of issue for them. But overall, this well, that team, second when they put out the the second team secondary team, they played with more heart than the first team at all. Like way more. They they looked like they were excited to be able to play the game. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum did not like even the looks on their faces. They were not really trying. Al Horford was trying to get them fired up, but yeah, just they, they, they lost annoyed. themselves this this game. This last game, this series. I think they've they've just been it's been over and over again. Just the the beat down by the Heat has just taken the toll. I think on this team, I'd be surprised if they came back in, in game four. I think it's yeah, it's much unlikely. Over. Let's talk about uh, that being the case. What what do you think would happen in a Heat's Nuggets uh, final? Yeah, so because the Nuggets have looked amazing as well. We haven't talked for a little while, um, so you catch up here. The Lakers and the Nuggets are in a game four tonight. Nuggets have a three zero lead of over the Lakers, um, and then like we've been talking about, the Heat have a three zero lead over the uh, Celtics. The game four will happen tomorrow. Uh, game four for the uh, Lakers Nuggets games happen tonight, so a lot of implications for that. Can the uh, LeBron James led um, Lakers team come back and and, and grab grab the series and and, and kind of keep it where they want it and come back and be one of the I think it's the first team ever to come back from a 3 hole if they're able to do it. Um, but you know, after watching a lot of those games over the series and how good the Nuggets have looked and how complete they look. And even when the Lakers guys pop off with like 40 points or uh, three guys get like 27 points apiece or something like that, they're still never that close. Losing games by like 10 to 11 point margins consistently all the way through the series. Um, I don't really think there's a way for the Lakers to bounce back either. I think the Lakers are a good team that are finally starting to find their footing a little bit and starting to climb back a little bit into series, but too little too late in my opinion. And I think when you play the Nuggets, I think you gotta you get out to play at the best level possible and even above that to get to the point where you're able to duel with them. But the Nuggets team that we saw over the last couple of seasons is nothing compared to the one that we see now because Jamal Murray is back um, and we know how much of an impact he can make and how good he is. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter what type of defense you put on him. The dude can knock it down in any situation. So I think in all likelihood, as things look right now, anything can change just the NBA. 
Um, but as he's a little say right now, I think the most likely finals matchup is Heat versus Nuggets and two of the hottest teams going into the final. Um, but honestly, if you put those teams down against each other, I mean... You just don't know because the know, Heat man. are like such a weird... I just don't even know how they're this far in. I mean, it's kind of... Everything in me wants to pick the Nuggets. Like, that should be the most likely answer. That should be the team that should be able to catapult themselves up to the to the victory but at the same time with how scrappy how good the the heat have been able to play over the last couple of series and beat the celtics who should be able to take care of them and control them haven't been able to the knicks is a situation where you know the knicks they didn't play all that well so maybe don't point to that series but i mean all likelihood i think the nuggets run away with that series i don't think it's a blowout i don't think they sweep them by any stretch of the imagination but i do believe that it goes in about six games uh, in the Nuggets' favor, just because I don't think you could beat that Nuggets team with the Heat's team. As good as they have looked, uh, and as you know, feisty as they've looked, and as good as they've looked, the thing that I point to is in the Lakers series, like I just said, players were popping off with 40 points or close to 30 points with a bunch of guys that all the individuals were playing at a high level, but the Nuggets were still able to beat them by 11 points or 25 points or these huge margins. Maybe that was the Suns, but like these huge margins against, you know, teams that are actually pretty decent. And because of that, I, I don't know if you could point to the, the heat as the team that would come out victorious because I mean, Nicole Jokic is going to play a lot better on the offensive boards. He's going to do a lot more than the Celtics have been able to do to collect the rebounds from Bam. And I think, you know, defensively, this team has the pieces to be able to keep players in check. I think the the Nuggets have had the harder road uh, for the most part to get here. They had to play the Lakers, and they also had to play the Timberwolves, who I think are both good teams that are kind of point or trending in the right direction. The Heat obviously had to play the Knicks last, um, last series. They've had a longer road, but you know, overall not as hard, but I mean, honestly, that series is going to be hard to pick, especially if they have a whole head of steam going into the finals and they are able to knock the socks off of, of the, of this, of the Celtics and able to sweep them. I think a lot of people are going to be pointing to the fact that they should be the team to win. But I think if you clear away all of that, I think, you know, if you're really just looking at these teams points for point, um, I think overall the Nuggets are the more pure team. Nuggets are the I think the the the, the better coach team. I think the, the Nuggets have a really good strong depth. They can put a lot of different mix, mix matching combinations in there. Um, and then also, how's this team gonna look? I mean, as far as when Jimmy Butler's not on the court and it's just the backup guys, you got drafted guys, the guys that have been playing well in these other series. But how well are they gonna be able to play against a really good Nuggets team? And because of that, I think, you know, if everything stays consistent, the Nuggets, you know, sweep the Lakers and the Heat sweep, sweep the um, the Celtics, I think I got the Nuggets to go all the way and end up winning the whole thing. All right, let's talk about Kevin Durant and the Suns. What do you think is going to happen with that? You were telling me that you think it was kind of a mistake for them to go get Kevin Durant. I know that they played, I think they were much better in their record with Kevin on their team. So what do you think about that? I think it was a mistake. I don't think it was a like. I think it. I don't think it was a failure. I think it was just a mistake in general because you can't. I don't think point to that Suns team after you remove all of their good, um, what do you call them? Like uh, uh, supporting cast players, and you pluck them out of the lineup, and you just put a good starting five. I mean, when we talked about the Nuggets versus um, the the Nuggets versus the uh, the Suns series when they played. Remember what I told you was I said this Suns team is going to have a hard time beating this Nuggets team because their second unit is non-existent. 
and they didn't really have anything there. And and Kevin Durant and Devin Booker both struggled in certain games. They were nowhere close to be competitive in any of those games, and they just struggled, and they couldn't get anything going. And the Phoenix Suns started to crash and burn a little bit. And that's because you can't just scrub a team like and just keep all the good All-Stars and not have any depth anywhere else. And they had a decent all-around team. They were just at the finals a couple of week, years ago, um, and then they go into this season and really can't get anything going. They they decide to go for Kevin Durant because they think that's the move to do. Um, but I just I just think you know ideally if they're able to keep a lot more players and they're able to keep draft choices, it would have been the smart move. But because they gave up so much to get him, um, that's where the mistake lies. And you know I think they're gonna probably point to more to the fact that they got eliminated from the the playoffs and they weren't able to get very far. And Kevin Durant didn't look great, and they're gonna call it a failure. But I think in all reality, it was more of a mistake in how they managed to get the whole thing packaged up and put together. Because, you know, it's going to take time for them to now be competitive in any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, they're thinking about getting rid of Chris Paul next season um, to try to get something going there and to get some younger guys in there. But at the same time, you need a lot more than just Chris Paul gone. You need to find a way to rebuild your second unit and make it something that has good defense is able to complement the offense because Kevin Durant can't do everything for you. Devin Booker cannot do everything for you. Aiden can't do everything for you. You're going to have to have other guys that could come in and step up and play ball. Um, and after they made those trades, we saw how good Bridges looked in, in, in a Nets uniform in that trade. He was literally leading the team to almost be like beat the 76ers and was actually playing at a pretty high level and hitting a lot of his shots and getting them at least competitive but not able to get him over the edge. If he was still in a net, uh, in a Phoenix Suns uniform, maybe that series would have been a little different. Maybe they would be in a different situation. I don't know. But at the same time, I think, you know, now you put yourself in a situation. You went out and you got a superstar. You thought that would be successful. You thought that would change the franchise. You thought that would get you all the way to final. And now you're kind of sitting there. You have to wonder yourself, you know, what comes next for the Phoenix Suns? Is it Aiton and Chris Paul both being sent away to a different team to get a bunch of you know draft choices and players to try to play that second unit, try to fix that up to play and then try to help you know get some rest to Devin Booker and and and, and KD and not have force them to play every single minute every single game to even have a legitimate chance. These are the questions you're going to have to answer. Otherwise, over time. KD is just going to be coming knowing to want out again. Like, he's not going to want to stick around forever. We saw what happened with the Nets. They weren't winning. He was injured. He wasn't able to stay on the court all the time. He, nothing was really working out. He asked for a trade. They got a trade. He went to Phoenix. The Nets made the most of that opportunity. And now you're sitting in a situation where you're going to have to figure out what you know what comes next for for the Suns team. And I think, you know, overall, I think this this team can become good. I think KD can, can give you a higher ceiling than you have without him but it's about who you have around them at the same time. So I wouldn't go as far to say it was a mis- uh, a failure yet. I think over time, over the next couple of seasons, if they're not able to fix it, they're not able to patch the boat up, and they're not able to do the things that are necessary, you could deem it as a failure. But right now, I think they just made a mistake in how the logistics worked out for it, but they can't correct that. But the question is, will they be able to correct that? So I think – People out there that are, you know, the media in general just needs to pump the brakes on all of that and, and try to, you know, look at what they're able to do over the offseason before we, you know, put a, a particular tag on that particular particular deal.
All right. Well, that is all we've got for this episode. We're going to be back talking more about the finals, which are coming up in the last two games of both these series. Well, what we think are going to be the last two games. We'll see what happens. If it happens to be a comeback, I'm not sure about that. But didn't you say the stats are like there's there's no one that's ever come back? Yeah, right, no one's a, come back from 0-3. 03. So. All right. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think the Celtics at this point on the team can do it. Neither the Lakers, I don't think. Yeah. All right. Well, we will talk again when the finals are closer. Yeah. See you guys. God bless.